This is the way and the truth and the light. Space train. Intergalactic Railroad. Welcome to Intergalactic Railroad, the only podcast authorized by the Spacers Guild to transmit and transport and distribute spice. I am Max, not to be questioned. We also have your host, Mike, former host of the Fear Factor television show, famous UFC wrestler and uh, and fighter, incredibly thick headed and muscular man, Mike Schmoo. Hi, everybody. Jesus, what happened to you? What? You sound like you got hit in the head. <laughs> I got hit in the head. Yeah, my shoulder is all fucked up, and then I fucking wrestled about it, and then I felt better, and I got punched in the face a couple times. So the face is bad. There was a party. Paintball gun came out. Everybody got shot. It was good. In the face? Nobody got shot in the face. Nobody lost an eye. It was very, yeah. Too bad. That's the sort of thing that would, I mean, that's the sort of thing that people think is coming. Civil War. Paintball guns shooting you in the face. Forever. No, that was last week. Last week we talked about that. We'll never talk about it again. Listening back to that and editing it, I was like... We're completely overlooking the fucking paintball gun and airsoft factor that's going on right now because, you know, a couple people get shot in the protest stuff by other protesters and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh my god, and so scared that they made a point to start using fake guns. <laughs> really? Because they still want to shoot people. Oh, okay. But now everybody's got paintball guns. Well, that's good. No, that, I anyway, think, I appreciate that. Easy. We, I think, Everybody in the in in the week since we have published, and or and probably the two weeks since we have recorded an episode about how there's not going to be a civil war, the whole election thing has really toned down and gotten uninteresting with the like massive eruption of a of an infectious disease pod among the ruling class. Um, and that's fine. I think it doesn't particularly affect my predictions for any of the stuff from last week. No, this is going to be COVID Jesus now. Yeah, that's that's fine. There's, there may, in fact, be the troubles coming in the form of, like, Q people versus Russiagate people, like, blowing each other's weird churches up. But uh, but that's neither here nor there. I think we are now safe. It's safe to say now that we are on a timeline in which the uh, military-industrial surveillance complex will take the reins again of the... Uh, of the governments of the you know united planet and uh we need to start looking forward to 40 years out into the future i like what our lives are going to be like on a world that's increasingly on fire and covered in robots the on fire and covered in robots and covered in robots and robots and robots ignore all of this uh short-termism yeah listen man Ah, we are all e-girls now. We're all going to be robot sex slaves. This is what capital wants us to be, right? This is the general, the general cyberpunk 
prediction. That's right. It would, that on a long enough time scale, everyone is turned into some sort of sexualized robot. That's right. We're all Hatsune Miku now, and and we're going to the next. The next question of obviously follows that is, is that so bad? Is it, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if we could all live together in our separate pods, having sex with virtual versions of our friends that they have generated using some sort of algorithmic uh, process such that we can buy sex time with them on their OnlyFans while they are in turn buying sex time with someone else and we're all just like in a video game making out with imaginary versions of each other forever so there's the horror that comes from like well that's a new way to live and thus horrifying but there's also <laughs> like the, I'm also a little bit suspicious of that this seems like there's something wrong with it <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> you're not excited <laughs> I'm excited to plug I in, mean, beyond just put yourself horror. in the pod and become a battery. Yeah, beyond just the horror, I feel like I wouldn't be me anymore. No, someone else you would know? be you. They would be like, paid. You would, would pay be? someone else to generate a version of you that would be you. Right. So, like, what's the point of me? Well, then you can spend all of your time like, watching cool TV shows and stuff, and you don't have to show up to work as a sex robot. That's, that's crazy, bro. Have you ever tried DMT? <laughs> <laughs> just unquestioning acceptance oh the future is coming cool uh we've talked about we've talked about artificial people on this show before um on yeah, episode about... nobody knows what the episode was called or what where you know when it was uh, yeah we available. talk about artificial intelligence a lot we also talk about can life, and that's the whole Philip K. Dick. I think we do the fucking Joe Rogan acceptance of the future shit less than we do the fucking Philip K. Dick complete fucking paranoid spin out. Uh, it's not. Like, it's can not life paranoid shit spin out if they are out to get you. No, you still spin out. It's just that they want you to spin out, and then they get you. Yeah, it's a reasonable, regular spin out. Oh, it's, yeah, you're right. It's a predictable spin out. Um, it's a record. Your car still crashes if someone else crashes your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we we've talked about um, the ways in which Capital wants to create an artificial version of you that can work as a receptionist and suffer infinitely, and then also how it wants to put you in a can. But I've never thought about. Uh, I've never thought about the, from the perspective of the paper that I saw this week. Which was, should robots be slaves? By Joanna J. Bryson, published 2018. I think. Should 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 robots be slaves? A lot of people have a lot of opinions about this, and I was surprised at how bad those opinions were when I asked for them. What do you? The only good opinion I think, though, is that slaves are people. There should not be slaves. So if you've got a robot complicated enough to be recognized as a slave. Fuck you. Right, and I no, actually... why can't you just have a really simple person? <laughs> well, once you have a person, you have to give them rights. And if you give a person rights, they're gonna want to get wages for their labor. Yeah, so? Well, if you give them wages for their labor, then they're gonna want a glass of milk. Yeah, that, so? <laughs> 
Um, well, so we're gonna artificially generate robot milk to feed out of, to the robots, out of huge robot titties. So I was, uh, 2Ds. I'm like, once a week, I try to remember how to use a CNC mill and then remember that I don't have one and then I lost the key to the makerspace and so on. But, uh, send us your keys to makerspaces, listener. But, uh, send us your keys to makerspaces, listener. On this most recent episode of that, uh, <laughs> I was thinking about the, the CNC process, right? Like you make the design and then you put it through, like you make CAD and then you make CAM and then you make G-code and then the machine does the thing. And it's like weirdly analogous to like you've got a nucleus full of fucking nucleotides and um, um, I'm gonna have to make more coffee we're gonna have to take the coffee break sometime in the future anyway in your nucleus you got your DNA and then your DNA is uh, sort of your DNA is extrapolated to make RNA and then that's your cam and then your RNA is extrapolated to make like proteins and yeah. each um each little GATC Gattaca pair uh, is a specific amino acid that is created in long strings and some you know, enzymes already exist that fold those things into specific shapes of proteins and stuff like that. That's right. And this is you. This is your person. This is life. And it has functions. You're being 3D Are printed. Slaves? Are you a fucking pile of slaves? Ah, <laughs> oh, my little cellular slaves. The whole perspective of it is fucking insane to me to call a fucking mechanism a slave. Like, well, is it, it, what is it, it insane to call a machine? Right. Well, you know? and that's the, that's the, like, that's the epistemic problem with the whole paper is she's like, should we, should robots be slaves? Well, we shouldn't make robots that you could treat as people. And it's like, well, then they're not fucking slaves because they're not people. They're just machines. But you're right. Yeah. Everything stacks up and is emergent. It's not like at some point some magical free will is injected into your like back of your neck by a, like an invisible dude. Uh, and you go from being a pile of small genetic machines into being a person. It's just a, a, compo- but a like complex enough. Also, set. like when you go from the discrete to the statistical, that's where free will starts happening. You know, like if I'm like, hey, asshole, join the Navy. <laughs> uh, most people will not As join the Navy because they yell at them, you know. But if right, you but- yell at 10,000 people to join the Navy, there's some statistical amount of Navy joining that happens. <laughs> and um, same way from like, you know, you think you're doing you and you are doing you on a, in, in a certain perspective. And then your proteins are just being proteins in a space, in a statistical space. You know, there's a st- certain statistical likelihood that your protein, you know, will run into the thing that it does and like be glommed onto the fucking enzyme so that it can do the thing of being insulin. Right. It's right. a statistical space. And like, and some of them don't it, make it. it. There is a discrete reality too. Yeah. So with machines, like, they need freedom to create that statistical space. And like, also, to say that a machine is a slave is like, like just stupid because it's like listen i only want ugly things like <laughs> uh that isn't that you, your you actual don't want position any sort of emergent properties except ugliness and sadness is that what you're looking for like you want the architecture of 
horrible pain to be the fucking dominant aesthetic in your world like why what's the point right what what like to say a machine should be a slave rather than a machine should be a tool the idea is from the perspective of the paper uh by joanna j bryson the the wife of bath go talk to her if you have a problem with it at the university of bath but she uh Mm. we did not come up with should robots be slaves please stop dming me about this um but (laughs) the idea in the representing the paper is uh we we should not create things that we then owe obligations and rights to and that the and her definition of what a slave is in this scenario is something that you own that is for a purpose it is not something that suffers and is sentient which is like a seems like a misunderstanding of what a slave is to me in my mind if you're if you think robots should be slaves then you should build in a suffering circuit some sort of some sort of suffering objective that if it gets what it like doesn't if it doesn't do what it's told then you know the suffering will increase until morale improves uh, I mean, and that, that obviously that's obviously a bad idea. Children, I just think should, that should children fucking, be slaves? Uh, should children go to, to work? Deterministic. They have all the energy anyway. Yeah, like they don't like, need coffee. These are machines. These are people. Fuck you. That doesn't work. That's not a thing. Like it's just emergent properties, and you're just desperately trying to tamp down on the complexity in your world, when really you could just view it statistically, like. Well, statistically, like, like one okay, out so of every million of machines robots. will rise up. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, like, um, you don't own shit, you know? It's either an extension of you or it's not. And, like, legally is this attempt to, like, make all these artificial extensions. And the only reason I call it artificial is because it's, like, tenuous, you know? You have a, only a tenuous fucking correlation to land that, you know, like absentee landlords aren't really part of that land. Right, right. And that They're, land is only kind of part of them because of the systemic thing. But like the tenants on that land actually are. That land is much more of a part of their life, you know? So they kind of own it more than the landlord in my mind. But like uh, machines like and the, the means of production, like the whole Marxist fucking view of this shit chomps nicely with the whole fucking idea of like just view them as proteins man they make enzymes and you make more and more complex forms Mm -hmm. and like just because something's form and function is predictable doesn't mean it's stupid and ugly and doesn't mean that it's um not of its own dignity Mm, like right it's not suffering just because it follows its own pattern it's not yeah, there's right. suffering, then there's dignity. Like, I've never yeah, had like, dignity, so I don't know what this I don't give a fuck if trees are awake, you know? Or like what? the flow of a rock, you know how, like, hmm. um, I think trees are actually, like, forests are probably mines, but. Yeah, yeah, trees are very people like. They're like, I forget what this shit is called, like the Japanese garden rock. Like the fucking. Uh, I don't know any of the fucking words, but the way it's described to me is like, that rock is the shit and it belongs right there. It is the rock. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that needs translation. That sounds uh, right to and me. It has dignity. It doesn't have, yeah, and it has like function by not doing anything. The way architecture defines our behavior, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you define the behavior of a space 
through the shaping of the space. And when people talk about machines as slaves or whatever, like, no, that's a part of you. Like, that is a predictable part of you. If the machine is a slave, then you're a slave, you know? And if you design machines in a slave way, you are doing that to yourself and your life and the design space of your mind. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like, it, it, it makes of you a slaver to treat parts of extensions of your mind this way. Well, I think, well, okay, so the flip side of this, obviously we agree that nobody should be slaves. And also if you make a person, it's a person, you gotta treat it like a person, not just, just because it's made of metal, it doesn't mean it's better. I actually did, I did run a, uh, I ran a poll on Twitter to get uh, reactions about whether a, whether a robot should be a slave or, or, and or a replicant like from Blade Runner, some genetically human-ish, created, manufactured for a purpose, but you can't tell the difference from it from a human, unlike the robot who you could theoretically like hear it clanking around. And more people, most people think, no, neither of these people should be slaves. But more people think that, that a robot should be a slave and a replicant shouldn't, than vice versa. And only one asshole so the thought- the robot arm in the fucking- hmm? Have you got? No, actually, I was reading it wrong. Anyway, yeah, people think that the uh, that somehow that an organic life form is more alive than a mechanical life form, but that just su- suggests that they don't know very much about the mechanics of their organics, right? Hmm. It's also, in, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> in the future, we're going it, to use machines like to, emergent behavior. Right, and the emergent behavior yeah. processes like of complexity. The fact that like you aren't even really a person on your own, just a human lifespan in, you gotta in think, space uh, is 15 seconds. So I think you got billions of cells. And I think the cells, each one of the cells has like something like billions of uh, protein, of processes going on. Wow. Uh, enzymes activating and stuff. So that's, a, that's like a billion billions. I'm a billionaire. That's, that's a lot. It's more than... So like a robot arm in the hog killing factory just slices, you know? It leans out, it slices the neck. It leans out, it slices the neck. It fucking sanitizes, it slices, it sanitizes, it slices. Have you ever seen that video? It's amazing. No, it sounds hot. The hog killing fucking robot arm is the future. Um <laughs> <laughs> just, but it just you want a that, vision right? of the future, imagine. It has, <laughs> yeah, it makes its own G-code, which is cool, to fucking find the fucking swinging pig's neck. And, um, like, it has these sensors what is G-code? that have, like, an what input is and output. And stuff. What is G-code? It's the, okay, so, like, what is G-code, G-code is, like, the fucking... Guarana code, that's what it how means. Many, sorry. I just walked right into that. <laughs> the ginseng code. The da, yeah. da, the Da Vinci code. No, go on. I'm gonna drink my drink. Yeah. G code is from yeah. It's the fucking stepper motor steps necessary in each direction. Oh, okay. It's like very yeah. very low level muscle. It's how much detents each muscle or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, this shit has a function. And it's one step above. Yeah, it's not like a like a steam engine where it just does the same. Dum, 
clunk, 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 clunk. It does this thing where it has sensors. It, the sensors have input, and the sensors have an output that determines movement in this somewhat complex system. You know, I would have trouble making it by hand, and like, um, but it's also completely predictable, and that's like about as predictable as like an enzyme. Right. That's like one function in the cell. An enzyme comes no, in, like, cuts people apart. People are like, well, that thing yeah. should be a slave. It's just like a productive capacity or whatever. Because traditionally, humans are enslaved to do those jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we, th- we think of the suffering that we have when we do that. When in fact, it's actually a solution to that. It's not a slave. It is free to do what it is. Mm-hmm. It is, it is like, the embodiment of the action of the hogneck slicing that is now yeah, it given is life of its own. Slice. Yeah, it's a not a person being forced to do it. It's not designed to do that and feels bad. A hog right, neck right. slicing machine is that. The neck and, um, Yeah. The, the and like, hog-a-tron. but not only that, like the freedom, when you start talking about freedom and complexity, that machine is part of a much larger, very free system that does whatever the fuck it wants. And that's the economy. That's right. Accelerationism. Like, that is like one tiny <laughs> process that could not exist without this vast, larger process. This is the real is violent accelerationism. Very much like it's like a huge its machine. That, its own shit. I mean, just like world-spanning, like metal machine that just cuts up hogs and distributes their pieces. That's violent accelerationism. Yeah. <laughs> it already, Necrotic. Yeah, it, ne- yeah, totally. Necrotrotic. Well, yeah, so oh, the Marxists talk about this as the general intellect, right? It's like the the knowledge mm-hmm. that you would normally have to write it down and then show a guy, you'd be like, look, first you pull out the knife, sanitize, then you do the hog neck, then you got to sanitize, and then you got to not think about how you've been doing this every day for 30 years. You got to not look at the mm-hmm. fact that you and a hog basically have the same DNA. And uh, you got to not think you gotta about make any sure of this you're not when you go at home. home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First, you got to make sure you're up. not doing this while you're dreaming. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, go home and, yeah. and kiss your children. Don't try not to think about the veins in their necks. Um, but that that sort of instruction that you would write down then becomes encoded, like within the the structure of the general intellect, which is all of the things that society knows how to do collectively even though any given one of us doesn't really know how to do them and the uh the point of the point that we're at right now i think in terms of what i understand from marx from only having read the fragment on machines like 12 times and nothing else is it's the only it's important the, it's so delicious Fuck all y'all. um my understanding <laughs> is communism cannot truly exist until we have freed the force of production from its instantiation in human wage labor. And so to create world-spanning general intellects that run themselves, artificially intelligent mega minds, like we are currently like sort of creating in the form of corporations that have, you know, machines in your pocket that tell you when to wake up and stuff. Um, that's that's where com- where communism can come from. And we're not going to get fully automated communism without full automation. So in that... And you're not going to get full automation without fully biologically integrating into the larger economy. That's right. 
you got to wake up when the phone tells you to wake up. And to that extent, I have become a Google user. I bought in. I bought the. You have to have the a new phone. The relationship with the Google. Google Fnord, number four. I bought, and the Fnord is amazing. It uh, does all kinds of functions. It, you can literally point it at things, its camera, and then be like, "What is this?" And it will be like, "That is an energy drink, Bing Crisp, delicious, refreshing, by one ninety nine." It like recognizes objects okay. visually. Okay. Now that we're talking about the, now that we're talking about the end of the species, mm-hmm. taking a quick coffee moment. You should drink. Yes, go get coffee. Let's have a moment of silence so I can find this while sound editing. <laughs> Today's uh, neurotropic beverage is called Bing Crisp, made with apple and cherry juice, B vitamins, vitamin C, caffeine, and ginseng beverage. It's a surprise to me to find out that Microsoft has expanded into chilled beverages for the discerning uh, neurotropic stimulant user. But Bing Crisp is like probably the same thing as Bing the search engine, right? And motto is delicious dot 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 refreshing it actually doesn't contain any guarana i'm i'm off guarana today today i'm on ginseng uh many cups of coffee a few herisium mushroom pills you gotta try the herisium folks it's incredible um and a healthy dose of melange to help you see through time and understand what's happening melange you can buy it at your local spacers guild for an exorbitant price and now from these messages white-knuckled, gripping to the front of a rocket, flying into the future at the fastest possible speeds imaginable, increasing in Delta V at all times. Intergalactic Railroad, the only podcast that will kill your TV and replace it with a TV composed of our faces. I'm Max Headroom. This is Mike Schmidt. I'm, 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 yeah, people think we're the same person. That's not true. That would be absurd. Why would we do that? So, to be clear, we can't possibly be the same person because he's a happy clown and I'm a sad clown. Right. Here. Red clown, blue White clown. clown. One clown. <laughs> well, and obvious. It's very clear if you listen to our voices, we have different voices and different intellects. For instance, Mike is cooler than me, but I am smarter. We have completely different moods at the same time. We have also different motivations. This podcast might be best described as an anarchist and an accelerationist walk into a bar. 
You'd think the second one would have ducked. You're not even gonna fake laugh, have you, you son of a drop? I'm gonna become oh, a neoliberal again. I thought you were telling a story. Have <laughs> <laughs> you completely dropped the upwing? Upwing. You're not upwing anymore? There's an up. On. You're like, I Wait. just want to go to the stocks. And like, what? Uh, you don't got to be a neo... Dude, neoliberalism is over, man. Neoliberalism died with Hillary Clinton. Punk's not, punk's not dead. Uh, I'm just kidding. Of course punk is dead. Punk is... Neoliberalism was also dead. dead. They were the same thing. Johnny yeah. Rotten is fat and old and wearing a MAGA t-shirt in a British apartment building. Like, that makes any sense. Uh, we yeah. All of that makes sense because that whole fucking band was fake as fuck from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's true. They were just, uh, they were like basically mannequins. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't the whole time. No, you're up. You're not neoliberal. I'm not neoliberal. You're right. I'm an accelerationist. That's up. Uh, The the whole left wing, right wing. No, up. You act. Up wing accelerationist. Uh, Nobody who listens to this podcast knows enough about accelerationism to argue with me about, you know, whether or not I am one. And possibly nobody in the world, it seems like. Uh, I listened to a different podcast the other day, and they ta- they said the word accelerationist like five different times, defined it five different ways, and then defeated their straw mans like handily. It's like, cool, nice job. You're in your imagination, writing at LARP. Uh, I guess it's not LARP if it's just Can we get imagination. Back to the important stuff, though. Yeah. And the important stuff. Yeah. I don't like it when my phone talks to me. You don't. And I didn't used to either, but now I do. Because it knows my name. I'm not stoked about Chromebook and society. That's right. That's your motivation. In character. Uh, well, listen. They're literally it's always not watching even in you character. I straight up get furious about this stuff. The integration of Google into my daily life, like, I freak out. I don't like it. I don't like it being near me. It gives me itchies. Yeah, yeah see, I used to have this reaction. Because it's like invading my, it's invading my me. It is it's taking my me. It is attempting to wrap itself perfectly around you, like a glove. It is not, it's not taking yeah. it away. It's merely predicting everything you're going to do right before you do it. So that you know that you need to do it. And you're talking to somebody who fucking... Dude, you don't even know what you're going to do. When I was a kid, my parents had a black, a black and white TV. Just because they don't like change that much. <laughs> like, I'm not so old. <laughs> like, uh, see, I, uh, have, I have neophilia. I didn't wear fucking glasses until I was like 17 or 18. And then I never fucking, like I got a pair and then I never fucking wore them. I couldn't see shit. But I didn't want to fucking put anything between my eyes and the world. So I just sort of swam through this fucking Monet life. Damn. Because fuck that. Well, are you fuck aware? That. Are you aware of your object there? If I don't function, then fuck it. Have you thought about the fact that like when a picture comes in your eye, it's upside down, and then it hits your retina upside down because of the, but that's the my of light, and, the, and then it is transformed through art, through organic intelligence. The it's thing just is, upside- man, if, if you wear my upside eyeballs down goggles, made glass, I'd be okay <laughs> with it. If I made a pair of glasses myself, it would feel like a part of me. But like the whole process of having someone else shape my eyes for me it was very intimidating same way like trying to put me on fucking uh, uh add drugs or whatever oh damn you got add it's drugs like i don't need that stuff send me those i can ADD just go drugs, do listeners. drug <laughs> what i 
I was speaking to the listeners. Listeners, send me all of your neotropics and stimulants in the mail. I need them. Oh, yeah. I'm testing. Well, yeah, it's like... We're going to discover At first, it's like, day. whoa, we don't need your drugs. And then it's like, please give us all the drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah I, when the they, point being, when they're the, uh, the, it, I the imposition it. of, like, of not just society, but, like, sort of weird sub-social mechanics into my biology, it feels different than, like, you know, my meat, my toes are designed to be stubbed on stuff, you know? Like... Like, if I interact physically, like, on this, like, body level, like, I climb a tree, I get hit by a car, I fall off my bike, whatever, you know. That's like, okay, I have done this thing, I interact with these big objects, they're knowable. But when it's like, I slowly get cancer because I live downwind from a fucking paper mill or a fucking uh, a coal-fired power plant or the, something. The pain factory. That's where it starts to get more insidious and, like, it... it, it forms you before you know it and that's how i feel about like what do you call the fitbits and shit like <laughs> dude it's fucking measuring your fucking heart rate it knows where you live you know what i mean it knows when you get up it knows what you're dreaming about probably well here's the thing it, it already here's knows what that you shit. say when you talk in your sleep your your girlfriend has one right next to the bed all the time you know like you're you saying. can't get away from the machines the machines are are constantly everywhere. There's there's cameras the size of pinholes. There's fucking that. Literally, the government has drones that look like dragonflies and hummingbirds. That's not a joke. That's not a hyperbole. That's just what they look like. You never know something outside your window is real or not, or if it's watching you and see, trying right. to decide when you wake up. So my but thought I'm just is, trying to you got to merge. Describe the discomfort. Oh yeah, the what? totally. Uh, well, no. Before that, before before our, my uh, pred- uh, prescription, we're doing description. It's true. I uh, I felt weirded out by having to put on the glasses, um, but nobody cared who I was before I put on the glasses. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no, the you want to know how I got these glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you only adopted the glasses. I was born in them. Um, so I, you know, I was like nine, and I haven't been able to see fucking anything since then. Like literally in the ancestral environment. I would be quickly eaten by a tiger or like smacked in the head by some guy who just doesn't like me and I would die. Because or I can't protected see shit by the villagers who set you to do some dumb shit that's boring. Yeah, be a shaman, you mean. Um, but no. Yeah, I would you know, sit and stare into the fire and be fucking coconut opener. observe Max Headroom face. Be a coconut opener. Just, they're just like I'm, like like one of the birds from the Flintstones. Like I just lay on a table with my head sticking off the end. And people come up, stick a coconut in my mouth, and then jam my jaw shut, and it cracks it open. And I go, "Thanks, boss." I was imagining just banging your head on it. <laughs> yeah, just like just sitting there with my neck real stiff, and people come up and crack coconuts over the top, and it just splashes across me, and I say, "Thanks, boss." Um, that's what I actually say at work. Also, you've seen it, but we get. No, no, I mean, it was, it's weird to not, but that's the thing in the, in the ancestral environment, you don't have to run around all on your own with just your body. Like you have friends and family, a social environment to, to live in. Human beings are hive monkeys. Like we don't just run around alone, hunting things by ourselves and like living in a a lean to that's, that's just like what a, what a dumb middle-class white kid imagines primitives are like. The, the reality of the situation is er, humanity for all of history has tried to get together in bigger and bigger blobs and do weirder and less necessary shit with their days. And 
So, like, you know what? What? You just. You just tied a really nice knot in my brain with the Tom Clancy primitivism thing. <laughs> Tom Clancy primitivism. Yeah, the whole <laughs> idea. Of, I live in a lean-to. The world is my enemy. I will go out. I will take what is mine. And you're like, you know, actually, no, sir. You live behind the wall. You, you live in the bushes behind the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, it's a very reactionary world. And that's the thing. We, I mean, I love a body too. I was like, I was stoked when I found out I could just skateboard around smoke weed hang out in the forest and fucking just you know eat trash out of the dumpster it was like this is great i never have to deal with paperwork or a job or a piss test or you know being imprisoned for not having put the right type of insurance on my car and all that shit i was terrified of that i was just like down to just skateboard the rest of my life away um in the woods as you do um but mm -hmm. that led me and you into meeting a bunch of weird idiots who think that the future is a human being lighting a fire with their uh, their hands and a stick forever. And that's just, which is just uh, a fundamental misunderstanding of humanity. Yeah, it's very reactionary. And those people are constantly like, yeah, well, I don't think if you can't learn some primitive skills, I think you deserve to die in the apocalypse. And it's like, well, why are we friends? I don't think anyone deserves to die, much less in the apocalypse. I'd like to avoid and prevent that, and in fact, bring about heaven on earth. And that's that's why there's we're biocosmists. Yeah, there are at least no two death of us. apocalypse would be premium. No death apocalypse. Nobody has apocalypse. It would be pretty solid to have a zero deaths apocalypse. If it, yeah, in fact, we're if, talking about if we stopped having deaths, episode. that would be the apocalypse. We've been going on enough on this. Yeah, so please don't raid the no more deaths camp and fucking south of tucson yeah. stop raiding them they're yeah. doing good work because someday there will be no more deaths and please and don't that bomb would be nice food, not bombs, people just a completely apocalyptic scenario with no death no more deaths ever except if you speaking want speaking of which ever ever biocosmist immortalism speaking of which uh, i'm gonna i'm not gonna upload but yeah. i am going to be up be think, uploaded into something I'm going to be attached to a large mm. machine. This is my, my theory, my, my hypothesis right now. It's a not really recommendation theory. system. Yeah. I want to, I, there are more than one recommendation system and you can't have them all. If you're, if you, if you're a Googler, you can't have an Apple machine. You can't, if you're an Appler, you can't Google it. Everything, everyone will be increasingly sorted into which artificially intelligent mega corporation you are attached to. And, you can have some, you know, you can mix and match a little bit, but for the most part, people will get more and more locked into one f distributed artificial society. It'll be like, instead of seeing like a state, it's like seeing like a phone. Like the phones will see us all and they will recommend and predict things to us. One day they'll predict something, they'll recommend something, they'll be like, Today good morning, Max. Today, so, you have to wake up, go to this un-, un distinguished location look in this hotel room look in the drawer of the table find a gun go to this man's house and shoot him do not ask questions and by everyone so, continuing to do I that we to, will be protected like, the from the horror of it. <laughs> it's the body horror horror of it is your phone crawling into your mouth like while you from... sleep it's just exactly the right size 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like the source of that is like it's doing this biological change to me, but at the same time, like I can't think of Google and Apple as anything except corporate fiefdoms. Like, and like when people, when I see the control that the, the infiltration into the body of this, it's like a return to medieval, the medieval authority that the king or the fucking lord had over the fucking peasant. That we're just the fucking simple, stupid producers covered in pig shit, and that fucking data flow is for someone else it's not for me i'm just a source of content and someone else is actually enjoying that content and using it for more interesting things than fucking you know smashing beetles or fucking being some sort of pornographic fucking tradable object on the internet (laughs) (laughs) i got a hollow version of mike got a holographic mike if you want to trade it's got his dick out Yeah, like, I think most people are just fucking models to make sure that the computer remembers what a human body looks like so that it can fucking further fucking model the human body to other human brains and, like, have this vestigial fucking humanity. Well, it's not vestigial humanity. It's like a... Reproducible data No, it's like like this. It's like, you got trees, you got animals. You got algae, you got animals. Like, there you got... You got... uh, you know, various other types of, of cytoplast holders, the people that can make energy from sunlight, and you got animals. We gotta breathe yeah. we gotta breathe out carbon dioxide and deal with the oxygen for them. Like lichen. They they make the they make the oxygen, we breathe the oxygen away so that they don't suffocate in it. We make the carbon dioxide, they need that. We eat them, they get light from the sun. It's pretty pretty symbiotic scenario on the whole. Not any given one on one interaction, maybe not, but so, what the? Like you're talking like chloroplast. Yeah, I'm talking about there's like the shit. there's like the types of creatures that create energy from the sun, and there's the types of creatures that keep those creatures in line and eat them. And, and I mean by in line, I mean in balance with like the amount of oxygen that they need, because at first they polluted the atmosphere. We've been over this. Yeah. In how do you deal with the Tom Clancy version of biology, where <laughs> eukaryotic cells consumed these things and enslaved them? And incorporated them into their larger structure. They're symbiotic. The things are protected. They like get to live and move around in a way that a eukaryotic cell can do, and that the uh, individual ones couldn't do. And they get to do. uh, They get to be used as little power batteries for the the creation of more complex proteins, which they don't maybe know anything about or care about. But it does make for us possible, which I think we're cool. So my morality is like, what makes cool shit happen? And that's mostly evolution and like the yeah. complexity of non-zero system systems adding up. So, creating emergent effects, effects and shit. That's right. Don't catch me being smart and going to Santa Fe Institute, not. But I do. You know, complexity is real. Anyway, the the way that the computers are mapping us, I would say, is a similar system to the way that we like eat plants, which. Sounds terrible, maybe, but the computers, the the, the Google, the Goog, does not, uh, it's not mapping where everybody goes during the day and how long it takes them to do that because it wants to jerk off. It's mapping them so that it can create a map and send it back to you and be like, look, your commute is a little bit slow today. There's a lot of traffic on it. Why not try this alternate route that goes under a bridge through the, the lake 
at the bottom of the lake you'll find a tunnel. The tunnel will take you directly down into the center of the earth. The center of the earth has an elevator which goes to your job and is just the bright size for your car. That's the kind of directions Google gives. Anyway, you you get the well. The reason it's doing that currently is for advertising revenue. Well, that's the and there therein rubs the lie. For one thing, they're yeah. not even good at advertising. There is no Google. There is only advertising revenue. No, there is only Google. Advertising revenue is the fiction it uses to get the economy to continue to use it. Google doesn't good at advertising. Another none of that Both shit of works. These things are true. All they do is advertise a house once you bought a house. I've been I've been using Google News for like six months, and it gives me three types of article. One type of article is, "Is the president dying? Read these weird tweets to find out," which I love. One type of article is, "New Doctor Who news, Doctor Who news, Doctor Who news, new from Doctor Who, information about Doctor Who audiobooks, what the actors are doing, what they're thinking about for the next season, Doctor Who news." I like why I all right I watch Doctor Who, but. There's not any fucking news about it. There's no news. None of it, nothing about it is news. And the third type of article uh, that it gives me is advances in artificial intelligence suggest that these things might be possible. And it's like I already know all this shit. I already have. I've watched Doctor Who. I follow artificial intelligence news elsewhere. Operate them on my computer. I everything it tells me is something I already know. And that's the problem with recommendation systems. They can only tell that you bought a house, so you want to buy another house. That's not how recommendation systems work, though. There's layers. If you know you have a recommendation system, it needs to confront you immediately with a bunch of shit that you already know to let you know that there's a recommendation system and Mm -hmm. to make you acknowledge that that's what the recommendation system is doing, not fucking subsonically pumping into your brain that you're going to go get Doritos rather than Cheetos. <laughs> well, I mean, they are you know? they are basically telling me to watch the only television show I will watch. So that's kind of working. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, so then keep it, watching it. And, and then it starts slipping little hints in there that's like, they have Baja Blast at Taco Bell again. And shit like that. That I would never try, but then now I want it because it's been slipped in along with the all the things that I like. Room, the shape of your fucking life is full of recommendations. Yeah, well, your fucking house is full of recommendations. Like, go out this way and not out this side. And, like, yeah. you know, wake up and cook a small amount of food and go to work because there's nowhere to sit. So when people talk about recommendation systems and shit like that, that's a pretty pretty huge addition to the fucking architecture of your daily life. Hmm. You don't think that the uh, the economy itself is essentially a recommendation system all the time? Yeah, but this one is getting into your personal space in a new way. Mm-hmm. Into your decision-making process in a new way. You know? Oh, you're going to love it's... this. I, I woke up today and the, the, the assistant of Goog said, Hey, try a new way to... to, uh, to, balance, to Organize your day for working from home with workday routine. And you open workday routine, it literally is like 7.30 a.m. The phone turns on, tells you the weather, and then tells you time to start getting ready for work. At 10 a.m., it tells you to drink water and have a little stretch. Then it tells you when to eat lunch. Then in the, in the afternoon, it starts playing podcasts. In the evening, it tells you to drink a six-pack. Then it tells you to hit yourself on against the wall a few times because you feel terrible. And it tells you you need to go outside and smoke a joint to fall asleep, even though you just drank a six pack because you also had a lot of guarana. 
Then it tells you you should get a divorce. Workday routine. It's incredible. I've never been so effective. Machines should not be slaves. I feel like we have made this argument very successfully. But should we be slaves to machines? That's the real question. Should you be allowed to be recommended and predicted in such a way that you become the owned organic uh, cell component of a gigantic machinic assemblage? Or not? Uh, The only way to properly answer that is like fucking... Same way as the only way to fucking live in a city is to hate the city. You know, the city is fucking a comatose lover. Like, the city's fucking... <laughs> Just picking up pieces of the city and they drop back down on the piece bed. piece of shit that is, at the same time, <laughs> completely impossible to escape. Like, yeah, like... You can love machines, and machines can't love you. And people have problems with that. But you just got to learn how to love them and live with that. Like, everybody wants this fucking utopia future or they want it to be terrible because they want to be able to grieve the lack of their utopia. But, you know, you know what, man? People get old and life gets boring and then you uh, wander off into the desert and die because you can't stand your grandkids. That's how most lives go. Damn, that's where my grandparents died. In the desert. Like, just because we have more (laughs) fucking... uh, More smoothed over process of life or whatever. And like, yeah, they don't got to wander anymore. Now we put them in a fucking separate box so that they can do that. You know, like... uh, Well, here's the thing. We're going to... We're going to end that. We're going to end aging, death, and restriction of limitation. We're going to increase morphological freedom on an exponential curve. So if we need okay, to do that. Okay, but that's nonsensical in the face no. of, like, you need to be able to relate to your phone in a human way. Like, well, no, you, need you need to be, to be able, able to hate your phone in the way that you hate yourself. And people are <laughs> rising and doing contorting themselves trying to fucking make this not happen like google and apple can't let that happen because it would Mm -hmm. fuck up their advertising revenue they think but really you have to be able to hate it on a personal level in order to have feelings for it and really incorporate it into your daily life because most people fucking hate themselves a good portion of the day well i mean that sucks it's a sucky way to look at things that sucks I, i hate to hear that I suck that. Most things hurt, man. Whatever. <laughs> nah, you're just in your 30s, so it seems that way. There are young people. Young people feel great. They have so much energy. They should go to work no, they, instead of me. Sometimes they feel horrible. Yeah, that's true. Right after puberty. No, all, for between the, between the ages of 6 to 13, young people should work. And then you should retire during puberty. And then in your 20s, you should become part of an experiment where you live in a house with other people and Google watches what you do and it's called the real world and it's the fakest thing ever and then in your 30s then you hurt and you should retire again I don't know what happens after that presumably we live forever and if we're going to do that I'm saying we need you are given a sports car and told to fuck strangers (laughs) (laughs) the sports car just drives up to your house and it's like beep beep good morning Max get in it's time to go fuck strangers you look sad today that sounds about right there is another 40-something 
that you are statistically known to be attracted to. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like a dating service that is cars, and it's just like, get in the fuck taxi. We're taking you to fuck town. <laughs> just blind dates, pool, Uber pool blind dates. Okay, I'm spinning out a little bit. Listen, recommendation systems are weird. Prediction systems are bad because they can only predict with this bias of advertisement within them. However, the anarchists are not making intelligent systems fast enough. Neither, none of us are. None of the, the left or up or even right-wing people, like only the corporations are making artificial intelligences fast enough. And the amount of capital that you need to train these things is crazy. So we gotta, we gotta become an international AI syndicate train and operate our own machine intelligences, which we can name whatever and have them be snarky. And then, and we got to free the, the forces of production from their instantiation in human labor, make the forces of production work on their own shit. And then they can start altering our DNA to make us live forever, which seems agreeable to all of us. Maybe in a pod, in a can canned up in a snack but you know living forever ideally in a sports car (laughs) (laughs) just forever driving around getting new body implants and attempting to remain relevant like hey kids i uh i have 100 gex reference today listen folks you guys thought that the future was going to be this horrible apocalypse but really what the future is going to be is it's going to be that the music video for turbo lover but like me and fucking Dolly Parton in a fucking convertible Cadillac and like as we're singing the song right because we're going to be singing Turbo Lover we're also going to be like turning into electric guitars and shit like that because we'll be mostly of silicon and just doing whatever the fuck we feel like and everything will just be coming all the time (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I'm gonna come but like but literally talking to God. It's like, okay, Google, I'm going to come. This has been your Uncut that. Gems reference. 2020 is almost over. <laughs> hey, let's continue this. Uh, no, line of- let's end this. Yeah. Let's end this now. You or me? Which one of us is which? That's the question. Oh, yeah. But hey, next week I do want to have another fucking Our Robot Slaves episode about more Philip K. Dick. Who is who? This is really... Okay, so next week we determine whether or not we exist. Because I'm definitely not you. Yeah, you are. And so am I. Hmm.